Um, I grew up in a small town. I, w- I won't go through the whole history, but I grew up in a small town in Fallbrook, up in North County, and it was very small. In 1979, I graduated and came to San Diego State. And in 1980, my second year, I had a car, and then also I started seeing a counselor at San Diego State because I was having questions about my sexuality, but I really didn't know what it was. And I told him, where do gay people meet? And he said, go to the Fruit Loop over at Balboa Park. That is a place. But what is funny is I remember taking the bus home to visit my parents, my mother, and I would wait on the corner of uh, 6th and University Avenue on the north side. There was a canopy of a bar named 21. And I would sit there and I'd wonder, where are all the gay people? Where is the gay community? And there I was in Hillcrest, and I didn't even realize it. But when I had a car, I went to the Fruit Loop, and I drove around, and I parked, and I did meet somebody, and I told him I have never been to a gay bar. And that evening, he gave me a tour of all the bars here in in Hillcrust, and there was many of them. that Some are still around, others are not around, or others have changed. So I was 20 years old, and I remember being very young and um, especially at the Caliph, which is an older men's bar. I had a lot of tension because uh, I was young and cute and um, got drinks bought. So that was my first step into the gay community. But I would return to the Fruit Loop because not being of age, that was a place to meet other people. Um, and back then, I wasn't so much, I wasn't looking for sexual outlets. I was really looking for connections. Uh, people that I can identify with. And I think that's what the Fruit Loop offered for my generation of that time, that we weren't old enough yet to go to the bars but have a meeting place, at least. And um, I think it was more groups, and you'd go and somebody was playing music and just being social, and you kind of integrated into the group a little bit at a time, and you might happen to meet somebody there that you connected with. And um, it didn't seem cliquish, so people seemed a little bit more open and I think it's because we're all in that same space at the age group and wanting to experience something. And we all probably wanted to connect, but we didn't know how. Society told us it was wrong, so you didn't do it. Uh, but this was a safe place to experience that. Hey, I could fall in love with somebody, have feelings. I could hold hands with them. I could kiss them. I could touch them. I didn't have to be afraid. I wouldn't do that at San Diego State back then at the university. Um, so I've made some casual friends. Sometimes during the summers, I remember people would meet and have boyfriends and stuff. They weren't serious, but they were a start, especially if you were coming out. And uh, I remember music playing. People played music more. It was loud, and it was the disco music, so you felt happy with it when you heard a song, you know. And uh, I recently found one that I haven't heard in over since the very, very early 80s. It's called Party Boys by Foxy. And I finally found it on YouTube. And I just had not heard the song. When I heard it, I said, oh, man, you know, this really evoked a really nice feeling. And I guess I identified to it because it was party boys, you know, and that's how we felt. I remember that if we had girls that hanged out with us, they were, oh, geez, these are fun girls, you know. And they had a lot of fun. I think they felt safer with us. But I felt that there were some girls that just definitely would go dance with us or go hang out. And there was a few girls that would hang out there. It just seemed like these are fun girls. To us, that's what a fun girl meant, (laughs) you know, that they would party with us and didn't judge us. I think some of them might have been straight. Some of them might have been lesbian, and that was their coming out, too, you know. 
Uh, I know there was a section up above that was around. They called it Queen Circle. A lot of women would be up there, especially Sundays. They would play football. Yeah, and they didn't like the guys there. They were very territorial. So maybe that was their area and our area was down at the Fruit Loop. They just felt like there was their space. And I and I believe for the same reasons that it, it was our safe space down here, that was their safe space. I don't think gay men and women integrated very much back then. There was a little animosity from the older people. And I still see that in people that are way older than me. There's a little animosity towards lesbian women. Um, I think there was a lack of understanding of what maybe gay women went through, bad marriages or abuse or something. There was a lack of understanding about that because the men also had their struggles. And I think that basically what it was, that was that animosity. And now I think we'd come more together and we understand each other and we're, our perspectives. Yeah, but I also remember back then, there wasn't so many families as you would see now, but there were more uh, gay men. Um, you would see people smoking pot very openly back then. You don't see in the same way anymore. It's a little different now. Back then, people would light joints. You didn't have these e-cigarettes and new forms of pot, and it wasn't legal. But somehow people were open about it, and they would just pass joints and smoke. It was just part of the scene. I remember for gay men, it was very popular for us to wear the white Levi's in tight. The tighter, the better, as I remember that. And shirts were very fitted. We were slender at that time, so we could fit very fitted shirts. Um, I remember then we used to worry more and dress up our hair and hairspray. We used to have our hair more fixed up than we did now. I wore what you call a natural, and it was sort of like a loose afro, because not entirely like Afro-American hair, but it was loose and thick, and that was the style then. It looked good and was over my ears. Other people had longer hair stuff. I Very few people had short hair, and if you did, it either meant you were in the military or you were trying to be part of the leather community, that military look. And most of us weren't at that age, so we had longer hair, and that was for us. There was probably some people that looked a little bit more stereotypically obviously gay, and then apart from that, maybe some were holding hands, some were more openly affectionate. You didn't see any sexual activity during the day out in the open. Um... The daytime was definitely more social. And you got to remember that it was more for people of, like me that were kind of coming out and very young and not old enough. We haven't identified our sexuality yet. We haven't come out to friends or coworkers or family. So that was a safe place. The people that were coming out at night, later on, as I was old enough, and I started going to the bars and made more friends, and there were people that were older than me and more experienced, I remember going to a club on Kettner called the West Coast Production Company, WCPC. It was very popular. The building is not there anymore, but when I drive there, I get this little nostalgic feeling when I drive by there. So at 2 o'clock, uh, we would go and get tacos or something to eat here at one of the Mexican places that's still there and go and park the car, and it was like a show. Uh, people would drive in. It was busy at night, more busy at night, a lot of traffic. People coming in and out of cars, hearing the door slammed. Um, it was just a social at night, but I don't think it was for conversation. And I was a little afraid because I wasn't experienced at that time. But this friend of mine was a little bit more experienced. And one time I did dare to go over there with him. And we called the Redwood Forest. And um, I didn't do anything because I was afraid, but I was still curious. I wanted to see what this was about. I remember uh, leaning against a pine tree while he took off someplace. 
And people coming by shadows would stand there and then they would move on if you didn't make a move or something. If somebody tried to touch, I was very terrified. I wouldn't. It was very cold. It was nighttime, but it was still exciting to see and scary. Um, you didn't know if you were going to get murdered or what. It wasn't the place that you kind of would be looking for love. It was definitely a very different thing you would be looking for. Then my friend finally came out and we left and I felt more relieved because it was very scary. Um, but it was, I was curious. I wanted to know about that. That was more a norm back then for many gay men. It's not anymore. Most gay men my age or older, if you bring this up topic or talk about it, will never admit it. It's like they pretend like it doesn't didn't exist, but it did exist. We were part of it. Back then, I remember as I started meeting more older men that were gay, there was a, a certain openness and a freedom and a brag that about their exploits. The more you did, the better. And it was very proud. I don't know. I don't think that's true anymore. And I don't think young people openly brag about it like they used to. And maybe what it was perceived as something very sexual. Uh, the sexuality, I think, was a very small part for people to go have sex. I think it was much more than that. It was much more about having a space for ourselves. If you're not allowed or you're not able to, you're told something's wrong with you and you know something's different and you can't express it and you have feel that you have to hide this, you're going to have different, use different outlets. And that was just an outlet for people. So that, that could be the difference in society today is that, that it's accepted and you can date and you don't have to hide this. Back then you did, so maybe that was why it was seen as more sexual. And they would be cruising. There were people that definitely were not there to socialize. Um, if you saw somebody older, it, it kind of felt, or you thought, well, they're looking for a younger guy and they call them chicken hawks because they were look, they're older. And older men back then could have been 30, you know. I'm 56 now, so that's not older to me. But when you're 19, 20 years old, that's that seems older. So uh, they would come around the same cars, and that's how you would identify them, by the car, not because you knew who they were. They were fancy cars, and usually you would think, uh, well, they're successful now, they can do what they want. And that's what they were doing, I guess. And in our mind. Sometimes, uh, actually, sometimes you would meet married men down there that were living heterosexual lifestyles. And that was an outlet and they found and that's where they can go and experience whatever they couldn't experience in, out in society. And the older men, most of them, not all of them, but many tend to have had families and been married and divorced. And this was after another life to them. And um, the bathrooms, they used to call the tea rooms. And if somebody frequent those, then you would call them a tea queen. Oh, he, oh he's a tea king. Well, she's a tea king, queen. At one place I was working, I remember this guy that had had a friend that died. Uh, and to honor him, they took his ashes and put him in all the tea rooms at Balboa Park because that was what he was known for and he liked to do. <laughs> you know, so. But I think, I think it sounds that it was very sexual but I, to straight people, but it, it really wasn't. There was more to that. I remember also that certain people, we developed nicknames. There was an African-American boy, and he was dancing, and he was very slender, and we would call him Billy Jean. I don't know, because that's what was popular at the time, and that he just kind of got that nickname from everybody. Saw him there for many years, and then all of a sudden, people start fading away. You didn't see them anymore. So I don't know if people start going 
bought their lives and moved away or went to other places. So it was a very transient, fast life back then, very different than it is now. Um, <clears throat> but the Fruit Loop was interesting. And, every, and then after all these years, every now and then, I still get that nostalgic feeling. And I drive through the Fruit Loop, and it just brings wonderful feelings back, just to look at the trees and the grass and everything like that. And back then, it was always a distraction from school or work or whatever it was over the years. We didn't have the apps, so there was no thought about going on a computer and finding anybody or meeting people. So that was my very first gay place, and my first step into becoming gay or, or realizing what I was and feeling comfortable and safe. 